Welcome back to the Hope Hustler podcast. I am the Hope Hustler, Nicole Sims Ingleton, and today we're going to talk about episode two, where I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm going to do part two of Mommy's Sick. So in part one, if you didn't listen, please go back and listen to part one. It'll catch you up to speed about what we're what I'm going to talk about today. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about, I'm just going to kind of continue the conversation about um, some experiences that I've had um, with my mom that were different. Um, now, the clinical term or the non-clinical term would be some bizarre behaviors that she may have displayed uh, while we were out in public. Um, and yes, a lot of them were in public, in the community, around people. And yes, I had some moments uh, where I was embarrassed, especially in my younger days, um, where I was embarrassed or um, concerned about myself. Um, because I, again, I'm, I was a kid. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. I don't want to get too far into it because I first want to take the time to thank everyone who has listened thus far. Um, and those who continue to listen. So thank you. Please like comment and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening it on, um, listening to it on, um, and please share and let people know that I am out here and I, that I'm trying to just bring some hope to those who have, who may have some similar experiences in their life. So on to the story time. First, let me say happy new year, because this is the first podcast of the new year. So happy new year. I took a break, kind of got a little weird, um, because I was kind of like, am I doing this right? I got scared. And then I thought nothing's worth doing. If you're scared, if it scares you, then I need to keep, keep going. So this is me encouraging myself to keep going. So here I go. All right. So the first thing that I can, the, that I can remember, um, was, I don't know if anyone remembers Caldor's. Caldor was one of those big, it's, it was like the, the modern day Walmart minus the grocery store. So it was Walmart before the grocery store. So Caldor was one of the, was the anchor store in my local mall. So just to give you kind of like a visual picture, I had, we have a very small, uh, local mall. Um, it's only one level, uh, and there were two anchor stores at the time, Sears and Caldor. Um, and if you know what Caldor is, you knew that it was the store. Um, it was also the other two big stores at the time was Ames and Woolworth. I'm dating myself. I need to stop. Okay. So, um, I remember it was again, another spring day. It was warm out. I can remember it being warm out and my mom, we were home and she, called a taxi. My sister, my sister was there. My younger sister was there. Um, and she called the taxi and we was nothing different for her to call a taxi. That was our mode of transportation. If my dad wasn't around. Um, so she called the taxi and we got in the taxi as we were told to do as children. And we ended up at our local mall. So as we got to the mall, um, it was nothing out of the ordinary. You know, she sat in the front seat next to the driver. My sister and I sat in the back. And we got to the mall and I was probably about, if I want to give you an age range, I was probably about seven or eight, maybe. Um, so this is probably a few years after um, my first memory that I have of her not doing well, like, you know, mentally. Um, 
but just be clear that I didn't have a name for it. Uh, it was oh, I was always told that she was sick. So here we are. We're back. We're in Caldor. We get out of the taxi. We go into Caldor, and it's springtime. So you know, back in the day, in the eighties, jelly sandals were the thing. Like they were the it thing. Like every little girl had to have a pair of jelly sandals. And you had to have them in every color. And that time, the only colors were white and pink. <laughs> so you need to have jelly sandals and you needed to have them in those two colors. So if you had them in those two colors, the pink and the white, you were cool. Like, hands down, cool. Um, so I remember getting out of the taxi and walking into Caldor. And my mom walking over to the counter which was taller than I so she was talking to some woman and they were exchanging words my mom was signing some paperwork and signing papers and uh, talking and I, my sister and I were kind of just in the jelly bin and the, there was this huge white bin this metal bin um, that you could see through and we were pretty much just climbing in there trying to find our jelly shoes um, what color we wanted, the two colors, the pink and the white. So we were in there trying to find these jelly shoes and they had like some that had glitter on them and they were so, we thought they were so cool. And we were trying to find our size, trying them on and we're pretty much, you know, just doing this and my mom's at the counter, we're not paying any attention. And she comes over and she goes, did you find your shoes? And we had our two pair a piece and she grabbed a shopping cart and we went shopping. Um, nothing out of the ordinary with the shopping trip. Um, to my knowledge, I mean, we put stuff in this cart, like, we put microwave, toaster, I mean, she was just taking stuff off the cart, just taking stuff off the shelf, excuse me, and just putting stuff in the cart, and we walked over to the, you know, we got clothes, my sister and I were like, had like this fashion show, we're trying all these clothes, and we're just, you know, just, you know, putting all this stuff, and she's just letting us pick everything we want, we're getting toys, we're getting, um, just everything we really wanted. Um, and you know, it's not Christmas, it's, you know, springtime. So we go into, uh, she goes, we check out, we walk, we have all these bags and we walk from Caldor's, which is on one end of the mall. And we walk all the way down to Sears because Caldor and Sears were the two anchor stores. So they're on opposite sides of the mall. So we walk down to the other end of the mall to Sears and my mom goes over to another counter and she's talking to someone there and she's filling out paperwork and we walk over to the appliance section and she buys a washer and dryer and she buys a freezer and you know she's just buying all this stuff and I'm a kid I don't know what's going on so needless to say we get home and um we have all this stuff and my dad comes home from work and nothing none the wiser um oh and I mentioned forgot to mention that she also bought a floor model tv brand new floor model tv um, but none of this stuff arrives that day that we buy it. So my dad doesn't know what was purchased. Um, she just sees clothes and sees shoes and he doesn't think anything of it. Um, but a couple days later, come, here comes Sears delivery and they're delivering the washer and dryer. They're delivering the floor model TV and an air conditioner too. I forgot about the air conditioner. Um, so all these appliances just, just start showing up. And my dad worked in the daytime, so he worked a 12-hour shift um, at his company. So when he came home and he saw all these appliances, needless to say, it was kind of like, what the heck? Um, he did not use those words. Um, I will not use the words that he used. I'm going to keep this a clean podcast. So he's 
obviously yelling and, and cursing and trying to figure out what's happening. Where did all this stuff come come from? And why did my mom buy it all? Like, <laughs> what was the rationale? Like, what was her thought? Um, but she really honestly didn't have a thought. So she knew that she, we needed those things and she went out and she figured out a way to buy it and she bought it. Um, and my dad didn't really return any of the stuff that he bought. Uh, and as I got older from that experience, I realized that that is what is called a portion of what is called mania. Um, so mania or manic episode where you kind of lose, uh, control of your impulses where you become impulsive. And if you think that you're going to go shopping, you're going to figure out a way to go shopping and you're going to shop and you're going to spend, um, you get what the word is also called grandiose, where you have these grand ideas, these big ideas, and you go out and you partake, you do those big ideas. Um, needless to say that my mom's big idea was to shop for our house and to buy us new appliances, which she did. Um, and my sister and I got new clothes, um, in addition to it as well. Um, and my dad was kind of like, Hmm, I heard him say, you know, after him being yelling and screaming and being upset about it, and he goes, but we do need this stuff. And he was kind of like, well, we're, we'll figure it out. We'll keep it. Um, and if you just see that, you know, as I look back on that, that was a lot of grace. Even though he was angry, he was upset. Um, we, we did need the things that she purchased. Um, just didn't need them all at once. Um, so that was kind of like the another episode of where um, a situation where I noticed that something was different um, because it came with a lot of um differences you know it was different you know most kids don't go out with their parent and they buy you know a house full of appliances in one day um and go from two stores and spend thousands of dollars um in the 80s which is a you know now it's a lot of money still it was even more back then um and spend that kind of money in one day and think that you did something that was okay um to no fault of her own. I want to be clear that I'm not making this her fault. Um, I was a kid, so I thought it was a lot of fun to go shopping. Um, but it wasn't her fault. Um, she did not have control of her impulses or her thoughts. So it wasn't her fault as I look back on that situation. Uh, and I just want to make sure that, um, so the, the moral of this story time is to, when you find yourself dealing with a loved one who has lost the ability to manage their impulses, manage those racing thoughts. The words are starting to spill out. Their thoughts are starting to spill out in words from their mouth and you just don't understand. Um, approach it with a little bit of grace. Um, take it from my father. You know, he did yell and he did curse and he did, you know, um, but he stayed and he really took the time to kind of figure out like, okay, we do need this stuff. We do need the appliances. Um, but he figured it out. So kudos to my dad on that part. Um, and just, if you're in that situation and you just don't understand, you just don't know, um, what to say or what to do, say nothing, um, and collect yourself and come back to it. Um, unless it's a situation where it's life or death, then you need to react and respond in a manner that keeps the person safe. Um, but if they went out and did some shopping, it's just materialistic stuff. It, you know, it shouldn't allow you to create the person to feel worse. Um, one thing that my mom always said was that if I could be normal, whatever that means, I would do it. Um, and she would always say, I would do it for you and your sister. And my thought was, 
don't do anything for me um, as I got older. Do it for yourself. And she was amazing, whether she was manic, whether she was um, having delusions, thoughts of grandeur, um, any of those things that were happening to her. Um, it. I learned as I got older that it didn't change who she was and she will always be my mom and she will always be the person who nurtured me even when she struggled with her own thoughts. Um, so find that hope where you never lose sight of who the person is. Never lose sight that if it is your mother, that she is your mom. If it is your father, that he is your father. And if it is your brother, your sister, your grandma, whoever, we are all touched by someone um, in our lives at some point who has a mental health illness, um, a diagnosis, a disease. This is a disease. Um, and it is our responsibility as the loved ones to keep loving. Um, never stop loving, even in the hurt and in the pain and in the, the sorrow. And as these episodes continue to evolve and I kind of figure out, you know, I'm still on the 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 birth, the you know, the baby steps, you know, I'm, I'm crawling before I walk here. So as I continue to grow, I'm going to start talking about the really tough times. But I kind of want to start off talking about some things that are really um, not as big or major, but we're going to get there. Trust me, I'm going to give you some some meat. Um, I'm not just going to, you know, give you all the bones, but uh, just be patient with me. Be patient with this podcast and keep listening. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and remember that Hope is something that you have to find in yourself and create in yourself. Being hopeful for the small things creates the faith for the bigger things that are going to happen in your life. Um, and it allows you to approach things in a very positive manner. And it allows you to kind of dust yourself off sooner than later. And it allows you to see the goodness in people especially when if you have a loved one who is struggling with their mental health. Um, so keep being hopeful and thank you so much for listening today.